Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we continue in part three out of four in our Bible teaching series on spiritual warfare. What is the empowering element of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the blood of Jesus, and the name of Jesus that gives you power? Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we're continuing our four-part Bible study series on spiritual warfare in the Bible. And in previous episodes, we've talked about the weapons of our warfare. We've talked about uh, the object of our warfare. What is the battlefield of our mind and where does uh, sin try to enter in and holiness uh, try to overcome? And these battles that happen in our minds uh, happen on a spiritual playing field. We're not wrestling against people. So far as it depends on us, we live at peace with all men but we are at war against the devil. And there are demonic forces trying to uh, persuade us or inhabit us. Today we talk about four of the most empowering parts of spiritual warfare. And these are the spirit, the word, the blood, and the name, the, the Holy Spirit of God, the word of God or the Bible, the blood of Jesus that he shed for us on the cross, and the name of Jesus which gives us the source of our power. Let's talk about how to overcome. So what are we overcoming? We're overcoming so many things, uh, but especially on the spiritual playing field, we are overcoming sin and the devil. The Bible says this in Revelation 12, and they have conquered, well, who has conquered? The church has conquered him, who? The church has conquered the devil by the blood of the lamb. Think about that, the blood that Jesus the Lamb shed for us on the cross and the word of the testimony. The word is another important power tool to conquer. For why? They loved not their lives even unto death. Laying down our lives in the spirit of love is another element, but let's talk for a moment about the blood of the Lamb. The cleansing blood of Jesus brings us mercy from sin. Okay, now why is that important? Because if you're not right with God, then there are, there are blockades, right? There are, uh, it's hard to even have communion with God if my sin is in the way. It, God is a holy God and he wants communion with us, but only on the condition that we are first cleansed from our sin. Well, what can I use to cleanse my sin? N no good works that I do are able to, to cleanse the sin that I, is on my soul, the only cleansing blood that can be offered is the blood that Jesus shed, not my own blood, but what Jesus did for us on the cross. It says this in 1 John 1, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, no sac we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and then to what? cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there's a three part connection here. First, the blood of Jesus, what he did for us when he died 
on Calvary, on the cross 2,000 years ago. He was the substitute, he was our atonement. Everybody say the word atonement. It's like a blood sacrifice that's instead of me being punished for my sins, he was punished in our place. He was innocent, but he receives my guilt. I was guilty, but I receive his innocence. And there's an exchange here because of the blood the atonement that he shed for us. The second element is cleansing, right? What does it cleanse me of? All unrighteousness, all of our sins. Well, what is the requirement on my part? If we confess our sins. You know, the confession of sin, God, I am a sinner. God, I, I, here's my specific sin. Maybe sometimes you list them in your prayer to God. God will forgive your sin on the condition that you confess. Okay, let's talk about another power tool. Uh, actually, it's, it's God himself who's empowering us as his uh, tool of, of service, right? The word of God is how Jesus overcame. Now, I'm not just talking about the living word, which is Jesus himself, the word of God made flesh, but do you know Jesus quoted the Bible to overcome Satan? Here's an example from Matthew 4. When Jesus was engaged in, in spiritual warfare against the devil, he quoted the Bible. Again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And the devil said to Jesus, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. What was Jesus' tool? He, here he's being tempted, fighting against the devil. He reaches into his tool bag and pulls out the word of God. Jesus said to him, be gone Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. Why did Satan leave Jesus? Because Jesus used the word of God and quoted the scripture. <clears throat> in, this, in this particular case, he quoted a command, one of the 10 commandments, right? You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Don't have any false gods. Don't bow down to Satan. Jesus quoted the Bible right back to Satan and Satan had to depart. I want you to quote the Bible. I want you to memorize scripture and use that in your prayer life. When the devil comes to you and says this, you rebuke him and you quote the Bible. Let's talk about the different spirits, right? The spirit of God is another empowering, infusing, uh, uh, it's God himself, right? but he is against the spirit of fear. The demonic spirits of fear are what the devil tries to give us, as it says here in 2 Timothy 1, but God, it gives us the opposite. God gave us a spirit not of fear, in other words, not a demonic spirit that makes you afraid all the time, but of power. The spirit of God gives us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of self-control. You know, when you have the Holy Spirit of God and he comes into you, he fills you with power against the devil and it fills your heart with love for your neighbor and self-control over your own lusts. And God will give you victory. Here's another powerful tool and that is the power of a clear conscience. Have you ever been in a place where sometimes you're trying to pray and you're asking God for something, but in the back of your mind, you just know, God, you know, I did this sin yesterday. There's something, there's something in my heart that is condemning me. And God, I, I can't break through in this prayer. It feels like my prayers are hitting the ceiling and they bounce right back down. But here is how to get rid of that. You have victory in your prayer life if you follow 1 John 3. The Bible says, beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, 
then we have confidence toward God and whatever we ask we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. You know holiness uh, that Jesus paid for on the cross, right? But, but actual sanctification of our behavior, this great, gives us great confidence when we are praying to God if your, hearts do not, if your heart is not condemned by sin. Get rid of those guilty feelings. Confess your sins to God, he'll wipe it out. He'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness, but then you're empowered. We're gonna take a short break right here, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Spirit of God himself dwelling inside of you that is the source of all power in spiritual warfare. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, I've been spending time in prayer and the word and for years I've been teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how you can experience the power of God in your life for your own personal or prophetic ministry, just like they experienced in Acts chapter two in the Bible, when the apostles were all gathered in the upper room and the power of God descended upon them and they began to speak with other tongues. You know now up to 800 million Christians worldwide have experienced the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for today, it's for you. And you can have this, or at least the teaching about it when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top and you can get this new product for a suggested donation of $30. We'll mail it to you right away. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God Operators are standing by to pray with you or to order this powerful teaching series. Every mention in the New Testament of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We talk about the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. We talk about church history of speaking in tongues and great interviews with Lana Heitley and Charles Johnson. You need this product. It'll energize you. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. For a suggested donation of $30, you get this new DVD teaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Call us today at 866-Obey-God. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We've been talking about the Word of God, the blood of Jesus. Uh, we're about to talk about the Spirit of God, who is the source of all power. You know, sometimes we think in human terms, well, God, if I just had more physical strength, I could, I could you know, fight harder. That's not what this is about. If I had more money, God, I could buy my way out of these problems. That's not what this is about. If I had more, um, more friends or, or more influence or more you know, political power, I could, I could find my way out of this. That's not 
the answer. The Spirit of God is the power that you're seeking. And when he's inside of you, he gives you the victory over your spiritual adversary. Zechariah was teaching us about this in chapter four. The Lord said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Well, how can, how can you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? Wouldn't you rather have a big bank account? Or No, 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 no. I would rather have the Holy Spirit inside of me because he is the source that I need to wage and win spiritual warfare. What does he do when he comes inside of us? First, we have to invite him, right? It's all about renouncing the devil, inviting the spirit of Jesus. But after he comes in, he leads us in communion with God, communion in prayer, like it says in Romans 8. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Have you ever been in that, in that place in your prayer life where you're just, God, I don't, know, I don't know the words. I don't know how to ask you. I don't even know what to, what to say. You're in the presence of a holy God. What do you even say in that, in that situation? Just let the Holy Spirit pray through you. When he's inside of you, he will pray his own desires back to God and then they're perfect prayers and God himself will answer because they're not with any selfishness, no human flesh, nothing, no, no demonic influence. When the Holy Spirit prays through you back to God, suddenly he is empowered to answer his own prayers and give you victory. What are some of the weapons against you? Let's talk about that. Uh, well, we know the Holy Spirit is the weapon inside of us, right? But the devil has his own weapons. We've talked in previous episode about the, the fiery darts of doubt that come against our shield of faith. Uh, but here's the good news, no matter what the devil tries to do, no matter what temptation he sends to you, no matter how many times he tries to attack you, either from outside with physical persecution by people who hate you, or from the inside by spiritual temptation from demons who try to tempt you to sin, God is gonna give you the victory. It doesn't matter what the, what the enemy's weapons are. He said this in Isaiah 54. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord. The devil might have a lot of weapons, but none of them are gonna win. Let's talk about the name of Jesus. Why do I pray in Jesus' name? Did you know the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Just saying, Jesus Christ is sometimes enough to offend the devil. When I was a Navy chaplain, people were offended. Oh, chaplain, you're not supposed to pray in Jesus' name, that offends me. Well, you know what? The devil himself can be offended, but they're in the name of Jesus. There is such great power because God has given all authority to his son, Jesus. Uh, and even the, the name of Jesus gives us power to cast out demons. Let's give an example in Acts 16. So here's the apostle Paul in Acts 16. He's going on about his business and he's being pursued by a woman who keeps on hounding him. She kept doing this for many days. This demon possessed woman is chasing after Paul as he's going about his business. But Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned to her and said to the demonic spirit inside of her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. 
You know, sometimes if you're talking to the devil, you might as well say, in Jesus' name. But it can't be just a slogan. It has to be from your heart. You actually have to have Jesus inside of you. There were some false exorcists in Acts 19 that tried to use Jesus' name and they failed. The seven sons of Sceva, let's read Acts 19. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. And they didn't know Jesus, but they tried to use his name. They said, I adjure you by the name of Jesus, whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirit did not come out of the subject. Instead, he answered back to them. Jesus I know, Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Listen, if you are trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus, but you are not filled with the person of Jesus, it's gonna backfire. Using the name of Jesus is not enough. Those demons will come upon you if you're not actually filled with Jesus himself. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I'll have a story about an exorcism from an atheist. But when the 72 were sent out in Luke 10 after this. If you live in Colorado or are willing to come to Colorado Springs, I wanna treat you to a free steak dinner or chicken or fish. But we are having a gala fundraising charity event on the night before Veterans Day. It's gonna be Thursday, 10 November and you can sign up right now. When you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, click on the word event, or call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God and press option five. Why are we giving away a free dinner? Because we want you to help us change the world. We're doing three important things here. We're broadcasting the gospel on television, we're funding and supporting orphans and children in India, and we are defending religious freedom, especially for our troops. Our guest speaker is retired three-star general Rod Bishop. Also, Audrey Beckett will be there. She'll be back fresh from India. And I, Dr. Chaps, you wanna have dinner with me, don't you? Sign up today or call us at 866-Obey-God. Thanks for coming. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching again. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're continuing our part three of our four part series on spiritual warfare. And I want to tell you a true story about when I was a Navy chaplain and there was a, a miracle, spiritual warfare at, it, at its highest in the form of exorcism. And it happened when I was in the Persian Gulf. I was on a ship, we were at, at sea and it was Easter sunrise and I preached a sun, sunrise worship service on Easter morning. I think this is 2003 or so. 
in the Persian Gulf, and there were 30 men on the ship worshiping Christ with me, and there was an atheist in the back. Now we had prayed and fasted as a crew for, 30, for, for three days, my little Bible study group and I fasted that God would give us a revival, and I preached, and this atheist man came forward and gave his life to Jesus Christ. In the presence of the whole crew, it was a great act of humility for him, but he felt the conviction to give his life to Christ. And so I took him back to my stateroom, and he, he later confessed all of this publicly to other people, so this is not uh, a, a private story, but I believe it honors the Lord to be able to tell you without naming anybody. When I began to counsel with this officer who gave his life to Christ, he began to ask me about, how do you know, because I'm a man of science and, and I can't see God unless, you know, I can't believe in God unless I see God. And he had the sequence backward, right? I think, I think sometimes you gotta believe before you can see. He's like, no, no, I really wanna see God. I've never seen God, I've never seen evidence of him. I believe in science and, and all the science that was causing him to be an atheist. He had a hard time and it was causing doubt in his heart. I said, well, let me ask you this. Is it possible that the thing that is causing your blindness, your inability to see God, is what is this blocking that is coming over your eyes? Because if you could see God, then, then you would believe. But is it possible that the sin of doubt is actually blocking your eyesight? And if we got rid of the sin, then your eyes would be clear. It'd be like scales would fall off of your eyes and you would be able to see Almighty God. And then you would believe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to, and I'm talking to a man who wants to come to Jesus but is having doubts. I said, let's first get the sins out of the way. That's what's preventing your eyesight. So I want to repeat, and I asked him, invited him to repeat a very short prayer with me. And it's always for me, the method is renouncing the sins and demons, inviting holiness and the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. The prayer method that I use with all these people is very sim simple. We renounce the sins and the demons, we invite holiness and the Holy Spirit. And so I asked him to pray this short prayer after me. Father in heaven, I see my own sin. I choose the demon of doubt, and instead I renounce the sin of doubt, and I ask you to forgive me. By the blood Jesus shed for me on the cross, cleanse me of my doubt. Cleanse me of my sin of doubt. It's a choice that I'm making, I'm responsible for it, I don't want it in me anymore. I renounce that demonic voice of doubt, I renounce the sin and the demon. Instead, I invite the Holy Spirit of faith, the Holy Spirit of truth to come in and rule my mind. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. I don't wanna uh, be my own boss anymore. Jesus, come into me and fill me with belief and with faith. I receive the holiness and the Holy Spirit of Christ. I receive that in Jesus' name, amen. I looked at him and I said, he repeated that prayer, I said, do you mean these words, were you sincere? He said, yes, I feel sincere about this. It is at this point where I now have the authority as, as the exorcist. I look in his eyes and I said, now you foul demonic spirit of doubt and unbelief, this man has renounced you and I command you to come out of him in Jesus' name. He was shocked, he sat back in his chair and he began to cry and cry and cry, the tears coming down his faith. 
as the Holy Spirit moves into him. And it took him several minutes to regain his composure. I said, what did you see, what happened? He said, did you see that chaplain, what happened? I said, yes, I saw the demon come out of you. He said, no, 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 chaplain, I saw the opposite. I was looking in your eyes, chaplain, and for a, the briefest of moments, you were not sitting in this room, but I saw Jesus Christ sitting in your chair. Instead of you, I saw Jesus, and I believe. And the Holy Spirit of Christ moved into him and filled him with faith. He will never again doubt that Jesus is real because he saw Jesus with his own eyes. When the scales fell away, the faith became real. He got baptized, he took his children to church, and they're still walking with the Lord last I knew. This is the power of spiritual warfare in you if you know the gift of exorcism. Again, renounce the sins and demons, invite holiness and the Holy Spirit. It works every time. On tomorrow's show, we're gonna talk about prayer. I wanna just give you some preview scriptures here. Why is prayer so important as an element of spiritual warfare? And before I pray with you, I just wanna ask you to consider James chapter four. You do not have because you do not ask, or you ask with bad motives and you spend it on your passions. Well, you've gotta ask, prayer is important. James four, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You want the devil out of your life? Submit yourself to God, resist, and the devil will flee. Or how about this one? We're talking about confession of sin, James five. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the prayer of a righteous man is great power in its working. The confession of sin cleanses us by the blood and then we receive the power of Jesus in his name. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together right now. Repeat these words along with me and just say, Father in heaven, I renounce my sins and my demons. Go ahead and name specific sins if they come to your mind. God, I renounce the sin of lust. I renounce the sin of pride. I renounce the sin of jealousy or hatred or anger. I renounce all these sins, but instead, Jesus, I don't want those demons in me. I want you in me. Fill me with the spirit of peace and love and selflessness. Fill me with the spirit of hope and joy. Jesus, I want the Holy Spirit in me right now. I pray and I receive you in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with us, I want you to pick up the phone and call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll reaffirm this, but call us today at 866-Obey-God. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about prayer as the final lesson in spiritual warfare. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. Prayinjesusname.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.